This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. We saw the grains explode higher on Friday. We actually started turning the corner on Thursday when grains finished well off their lows. The uh, U.S. Commodities President Don Rose's grain traders were adding war and weather premium into these markets. The drone attack on the Kremlin uh, midweek really kind of changed the tone. Wheat were sitting there, uh, big wheat shorts, and uh, uh, shot the uh, the wheat market up sharply. That was the leader throughout the week. And then started to worry about the Argentine uh, crop, which we know uh, is small, continuing to get smaller. Um, fears that maybe the yield 17 to 18 bushels an acre there. So, um, and then started to worry about the, uh, the crop report next week. So it all added up to a technical buying risk on, uh, trade to end the week. Grain trade also continued to react from last week's cancellations of over a half a million metric tons of corn by China. China has a history of canceling those grain purchases if they can replace that grain with cheaper prices. Paradigm Futures market analyst Kent Beadle said the safeguards have been put into place to prevent that from happening. So that's why the last week's cancellations caught this market by surprise. It's a little different today than it was. Um, you know, the cancellations are just more than likely, you know, not net cancellations to what the Chinese are are ultimately going to import, but but it's just a question of where the source is going to be. Are is the corn going to come out of the U.S. or is it ultimately going to be safrina corn shipped out of the out of Brazil on the on the backside of the inverse? And of course the uh, you know the July and especially August uh, pricing out of Brazil is uh, um, you know somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty to fifty dollars a ton cheaper than uh, than current U.S. values. Well, Treasuries held steady following this week's Fed Board's 25 basis point interest rate hike. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson said that interest rate hike was exactly what traders had been expecting. We're not seeing much in, in reaction to that. The stock market's about the same as it was when the announcement came out. Uh, bonds are still up a half a point. The dollar's down. Uh, the dollar probably dropped the most since that announcement, down 655 on the dollar index, just a little bit above 101. So it's, uh, it's kind of a non-event. Zaner Group Ag Hedge Lead Ted Seifert says the on-again, off-again risk type of trade has the biggest impact on the cattle market. Risk off really affects cattle more than anything else, right? Because that is, that's a market that we feel like is, um, you know, especially premium cuts of beef are sort of a luxury item. And when people's 401ks become, well, under pressure and, and people start, you know, worrying that, you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't be spending as much money at the grocers, at the butcher's uh, counter, well, then we worry about domestic demand. But I'm going to say this, you know, from a technical standpoint, we needed a correction, both in the futures market but also in, on the cash side of things. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson said the livestock market does continue to watch economic news. The cash market's cooled off a little bit here in, in, in live cattle, uh, and with that thought process, especially with some of this economic concern of late, you know, with the equities in, in general, um, you know, 
maybe we've seen that cash top for May, you know, and I think that could lead to a choppy, kind of a choppy market, but it doesn't change the dynamic in terms of herd expansion. We're still going to have some troubles there. Uh, it's just a function of if the demand can keep up. USDA's weekly export sales report showed beef sales during the week ending April 27th, 20,000 metric tons, up noticeably from the previous week, 59% more than the four-week average. Beef shipments totaled 19,000 metric tons during the week, 18% more than the previous week. Let's look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Since 1967, the North Dakota Grain Growers Association has been serving North Dakota's wheat and barley producers with representation, education, and proactive advocacy. Partnering with us means you are part of ensuring North Dakota's production agriculture remains a profitable endeavor for the men and women that work to strengthen the backbone of our economy. Visit NDGGA.com to join the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. You raise, we represent. Join us every Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. We'll be talking with farmers, agronomists, crop protection and seed industry representatives, and extension personnel about crop progress and conditions. That's Crop Watch every Tuesday, 1237, right here on this Red River Farm Network station. Crop Watch is brought to you by BASF, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Crary Industries, and Bayer Crop Science. That's Crop Watch, Tuesdays at 1237. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. The Environmental Protection Agency has approved an emergency waiver for E15 and summertime driving. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack released a statement praising the Biden administration for its support of homegrown renewable fuels. North Dakota Corn Growers Association Executive Director Brenda Elmer said this decision came in the nick of time. To say that we're delighted about the EPA's decision uh, today allowing E15 uh, for the summer driving season uh, would be a tremendous understanding statement. The fact that consumers will now be able to save money um, because it is a lower cost than your traditional fuels, um, but it'll also help with any constraints on the supply that some areas are seeing in fuel uh, availability. North Dakota Farmers Union is praising EPA's emergency waiver allowing the summer sales of E15 at the same time, NDFU is urging the permanent elimination of the E15 ban, providing retailers more certainty. They're also urging the Biden administration and Congress to reduce barriers to mid-level blends of ethanol. Representatives from the United Nations, Ukraine, Russia, and Turkey are meeting to discuss the continuation of the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Russia has threatened it will not be part of this grain deal when the current agreement expires on May 18th, unless a long list of demands are met. Summit Carbon Solutions is attempting to build a CO2 pipeline across the upper Midwest. The company is now suing more than 80 South Dakota farmers who are disputing the pipeline route across private farmland. Leola, South Dakota farmer Mark Lamke is a fifth-generation farmer-rancher that has some concerns about Summit's claim of eminent domain. Well, we find ourselves in a very precarious situation right now. We have uh, done extensive efforts throughout our state legislature to try to get some relief in light of the eminent domain that could be happening, and those uh, um, efforts were unsuccessful. And what we're currently going through is invasive surveying that is going on. Our efforts in the court thus far have been unsuccessful to stall that off. 
what we have happening right now is as long as a company has an active application with our PUC, they are able to survey private property, farmer's land, without permission. U.S. Senate Democrats are proposing legislation to reduce China's influence worldwide. This proposal would limit the flow of advanced technology and investment to China while boosting similar efforts in the U.S. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar and North Dakota Senator John Hoven have reintroduced legislation to establish a rural export center to help identify new buyers and develop strategies to reach international markets. This bill is co-sponsored by Senator Tina Smith of Minnesota and Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota. The U.S. Senate Ag Subcommittee on Nutrition and Forestry met in D.C. this week to hear from farmers across the country. National Corn Growers Association first Vice President and Medalia, Minnesota farmer Harold Woolley testified on the importance of protecting crop insurance programs in the 2023 Farm Bill. Strengthening the producer safety net, our Farm Bill recommendations seek to make USDA programs more effective and responsive through strategic investments and policy enhancements. Federal crop insurance has a proven track record of helping producers quickly respond to natural disasters. Corn growers consistently rank crop insurance as the most important program and title of the Farm Bill. I'm Whitney Pittman, and this has been your look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Amity Technology has field-proven solutions for your farming operation. As harvesters got wider, Amity engineered active depth control. When defoliating was a challenge, Amity developed active height control. As tonnage increased, dynamic chain management was the key to increase capacity. Field-proven solutions from Amity Technology are grower-focused and grower-driven. Check out the field-proven solutions from Amity Technology today at amitytech.com. There's more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, but did you know that 90% of new car buyers want tried-and-true AM radio as an option? That's because local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention, free, no subscription, no cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for news, weather, entertainment, and farm information. You tell Congress, we need AM in your car and truck. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Good mix of rain and sunshine expected across the Midwest over the next two weeks. That should allow planting progress to occur between those rain showers. World Weather Incorporated says the rain showers will remain uh, will maintain favorable soil moisture in areas but from southeastern South Dakota into western Iowa and eastern Kansas into Missouri will need more rain to help restore topsoil moisture. Up to an inch and a half of rain and locally more expected across much of the region from the eastern Dakotas into Wisconsin by early Monday. World Weather Incorporated says there are some locations that could see as much as two and a half inches of rain. Nearly daily showers also expected uh, Tuesday through Thursday in most areas from the eastern Dakotas down to eastern Kansas. Temperatures expected to be mild, ranging from the uh, mid and upper 60s to the middle 70s. North Dakota Agriculture Weather Network looking forward to expanding and updating their network over the next few seasons. Dawn Director Daryl Richeson says there will be a lot of changes in the next few years. On the North Dakota side, we will be either adding a brand new station to a location or upgrading 20 stations. Minnesota, with the Minnesota Department of Ag, 
Um, they're still hoping for a bill to pass in Minnesota, and if that does, they're going to get monies to do a big expansion in Minnesota. Um, it will take time. Probably not much will happen this year. Hopefully maybe a little bit can happen this fall, but it would be more of a big push in 2024. But that will, be, I think, over the next several years could bring as many as 75 new and on stations in the state of Minnesota. And Richardson said the plan is to see 20 new stations or upgrades in the next three years. The combination of the two states, you know, and on will be making a lot of um, upgrades because even in North Dakota, 20 this year, 20 next year, 20 the year after that. So we have 60 upgrades or new stations coming in uh, North Dakota. And then again, you know, that project with the Minnesota Department of Ag in Minnesota, there's going to be a lot of changes of end on here in the next few years. Major to minor flooding was underway along portions of the Mississippi River along the Illinois and Iowa border, while minor to moderate flooding was occurring in parts of northeastern Missouri. World Weather Incorporated says water levels will increase southward to the Ohio River, with the river likely to stay below flood stage. The Red River has dropped below flood stage in some of its southern areas, while others are at minor to moderate flood stage. World Weather says the crest is near Pembina this weekend, with conditions steadily improving from south to north over the coming week. Areas to the north of Pembina will see worsening flood conditions as that crest moves north. Well, drills are starting to move in southwestern North Dakota. Dickinson farmer Ed Kessel has started seeding barley. He says the topsoil is drying out. We got moisture down to 24 inches from there. It's pretty, pretty dry. So not as much as, as we were hoping for with the snow, that the heavy snow that we had. But uh, um, we just need we need the ground to warm up a little bit and get things going. We've got some weeds coming in the fields. I can see that. And we need to get the sprayer going here this week. In the Hurley, South Dakota area, Darren Enan has started planting soybeans and wheat. Enan has been diligent about putting together a weed control plan. This year we're, instead of doing a pre-merge herbicide program, we're going to do all post-application. It just seems like um, we end up having some weed pressure later on anyway that we have to respray. So if we can, we're just going to try to save a pass by just doing all post-emerge. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Brian Tuso here with Wilbur Ellis. I have Noel Anderson with Agrimax. How did it go last year with Versatile Iron Shield? Yeah, Brian, went great last year. We were... Uh looking for an iron product to align with. Wilbur had this great product, Versatile Iron Shield. Put it on a lot of farms last year, really good results with an IDC last year, and farmers were happy. They're looking to use it again this year. Reach out to your local Wilbur Ellis representative today to see what the power of we can do for you. When market prices rise and fall, or an important decision is made on Capitol Hill, the first choice for farmers and ranchers is the Red River Farm Network. Trust Don Wick, Randy Conan, Whitney Pittman, and Sierra Doctor. To deliver the news that impacts your bottom line, go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Your number one source for agriculture information. The Red River Farm Network.